what's up everybody so just in case you want to see these beautiful faces on the screen that are the ones that you are listening to right now i want you to stop what you're doing and i want you to go over to youtube facebook the instagrams even tiktok now like we're everywhere i want you to stop what you're doing and uh you can watch us i'm here with a guest who this is her first time this is your first time is it jamie i think it's yeah i think it is so this is actually her first time coming to my space. I've always been in her space. Ooh. Jamie oversees the Kick-Ass Stepmom podcast, but don't get the name twisted because that podcast is for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Jamie, you got to get right into it, right? Yes, how the hell have you been? First and foremost, how is Jamie doing? I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah, we just got over COVID. So that was awesome. Um, yeah, we had like three weeks of the family with COVID. So that was a good time, but yeah, you know, life is good. Lots of awesome things happening. Sometimes things stressful, just kind of rolling with it. Right. Yeah. Wait, so you had COVID or like everybody had, in the house? I had COVID. My husband had COVID and my stepson had COVID. And then we were pretty sure my daughter did too, but like she didn't have any symptoms. So did you have like the tough, tough symptoms or did it feel like a mild cold? Um, I wouldn't say it was a mild cold. I, my husband was pretty sick. Um, I would say it was just different. Like it felt different. So like the body aches were different than I'd ever felt. Um, like I couldn't sleep very well. Um, I think everyone has really different symptoms. I think for some people, it's no big deal. Some people it sucks. Um, my throat was really sore. Okay. Okay. But you look at you now, you don't look like a woman that has been um, ridden with the virus. (laughs) Yes. So I see you doing such amazing things online. So guys, I met Jamie when I first started my other community blended in black and instantly she's in Canada. And so I was like, first of all, Jamie, I've been promising to get up there to see you for like a minute now, but now that COVID's over, let me know when y'all are having a party or something because Miss Naja shows up. That's one thing everybody knows about. <laughs> so Jamie and I have just ba- been bouncing back and forth for so many years now. And I admire the work that you do in the step family and stepmom community. Today, we're talking to everybody though. And I want to just hear about all sorts of experiences. We're getting deep into who Jamie Scrimgeour is, why she does what she does and what she's going to do next. So right after this dance break, tune in and get your pen and pad ready because this is another episode of I Know I'm Crazy with Naja Hall. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm doing crazy. I know I'm crazy. Jamie Scrimgeour is a wife, stepmom of three, and biological mom of one. She's a life coach with a specialization in step family dynamics, podcast host, and a digital content creator. When she first became a stepmom, she was a 26-year-old childless bachelorette who accidentally fell in love with a single dad with three kids. She always says accidentally because believe it or not, marrying a guy with kids was not in her five-year plan. As a child of divorce and a child protection worker with a background in psychology and social work, she thought she knew what she was signing up for when she decided to become a stepmom. Jamie is on a mission to open up conversation about blended family life and debunk the stepmom stigma along the way. Through her blog, podcast, membership site, she creates content all about motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. All right, Jamie, so let's just kind of just jump into it. First and foremost, I always like to ask people that start these communities and are so transparent with their own experiences, why? 
What <laughs> made you say, I'm going to write about this shit that I'm going through and I'm going to tell people about it? Well, I think we teach what we need, right? Like, you know, I think the, you know what I love about female entrepreneurs? I think it's the female entrepreneurs who are like, I have an issue. I can't find a solution for it. So I'm going to create it. And I think those are the best businesses. And, you know, I think that was very similar to, you know, where you started, right? I was online. I was looking for support. I really found a lot of negativity in the stepmom space. I was really struggling. Um, I had just married my husband, had three stepkids. I think I, when I first kind of started thinking about blogging, I was pregnant, you know, dealing with lawyers letters and like all the things like it was just I went from like zero kids to four kids in a very short period of time. And I was like, whoa, okay, this is hard. Went to the internet for support, felt really disappointed with what I found. And uh, I had a choice like that day. It was not a good day. I'm literally on the bathroom floor. And then like, I'm either going to figure out how to do this. Or I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to go. Um, mm. So I really committed that time at that time to do the work and to work on myself, to work on my family, my relationships, communication. And I dove in hard and I realized that there's a huge element of the stepmom space that was lacking. And it was the empathy piece. It was also the personal development piece, right? Because mm. I can sit here and I can tell you all the things that all the people in my life are doing that are making things more difficult, the ways that I think things should be, things I think are bullshit, like all the things. Um, can't control that, right? So it really does start with you, the stories you've been telling yourselves, your, your own, just your own wounds and stuff. So I was, I've really been on this personal development journey and have started to apply that to the stepmom space. And I've realized like being a stepmom, it's like life skills 101, right? Like you grow so much as a stepmom or just as My a person God. from being a You stepmom. better say that again. Like I tell people all the time, when becoming a stepmother, um, the easiest part for me is the kids. Like they're, they're literally delightful. Um, but this role has literally unearthed a lot of the unhealed trauma and a lot of the mm -hmm. things that I thought were okay about me. It literally shines a light into all of these things. So I completely mm -hmm. agree with you. So yeah. you decided to start this because as a smart woman does, when she can't find it, she builds. So you're like, yeah. listen, I'm just going to do it my damn self. I'm going to put something else out there. I'm going to be a different type of energy. Did, do you find that your goal initially, what you set out to do in the beginning, have you achieved that now? Are you still you in the midst of doing the work or has your goal kind of like gone a mil? Like mine has just gone like all different directions, but where are you with that? You know, that's a good question. I don't really like, you know, I think there's things that I've achieved now um, that I didn't ever think I would, right? I didn't think the community would grow. I, did, I did never thought I would start a membership. I didn't ever think I'd still be podcasting. And, you know, I, I didn't, I, I didn't think I'd be able to work with the brands that I work with, like all the things Like, there's so many things that, and opportunities that have happened that I didn't think I would achieve, but I don't even think I knew that I wanted to achieve them. You know, I really just started writing. I really started just writing and I didn't think that anyone would read it. I, I really didn't. What? And I really didn't. Like at the very beginning, I just, like, I thought like, I remember thinking like getting seven likes on Facebook when I had posted a blog post, I was like, sweet, right? Like, wow. <laughs> you know, I didn't think it was going to be my job. I didn't think yeah. that I would start coaching or have programs and that kind of stuff, like no idea. So when I first set out, I had different intentions. I was just at home with kids drowning 
And I'd always just written to, you know, get things off my chest. So what I thought was really cool was that all of a sudden I'm getting emails from people from around the world, thanking me for saying the things that they wanted to say. And that's where I realized I'm like, whoa, the internet's really cool. And like, there's huge power in SEO, right? Like search engine power. Like you title your blog post the right way. Like that lives on forever. That's how people find you. And, um, so that's kind of how it started. And then, uh, yeah, so I don't you know. Like, you, I don't know what I'm so doing. You went I'm from just being like happy. Day. So you like, listen, I I went from being happy about seven likes to now I'm literally changing hundreds of thousands of lives, and that was just oh not God. the intention. It's a bonus. Yeah, I'm I'm here. Like I I never thought that this was going to be my job, right? Yeah. Like yeah. W- never ever thought that Same. I would be able to do that. So it's like I sort of think is really cool. We've been having a lot of conversations Blessing. with the kids, you know, like about what. Cause, cause they're my stepkids now. Um, my stepdaughter's 19, my stepson's 18 and my youngest stepson's 14. So they're starting to go safe. And I'm like, seriously, half the things that we worry about with school and all that stuff, it doesn't actually matter. Um, you can learn how to start a business through Google. You can really make a living from your passion. Now, if you are ready to work your ass off. And I do think, yeah. I do think there is this misconception that this just happens and that you can all of a sudden, like, you know, you know, I have some stepmom bloggers or coaches reach out and they have just started. They're like, I just want to start a membership or I want to, I want to make money coaching. I'm like, why don't you start by building a community? Cause if you start something like this with the intention of just making money, we're going to get you're, so tired. Well, you're, you're going to be gonna really make money tired. at first. You're going to be really disappointed because you're, you're not going to make money right off the bat. Mm-mm. Like that should be like a whole separate episode that we talk about just teaching people like first the fundamentals and that you got to crawl before you walk thing is so mm-hmm. true. Cause I've seen people yeah. also like, listen, I'm going to start a magazine. I'm going to do, do a book. I'm going to um, reach out to all of the people that have made names for themselves in a niche and see if I can do it. And it's, it's a different type of journey to each his own, but you know, I, I, yeah. I got here a different way. So yeah. So you mentioned that the stepkids were 18, 19, and 14. And so they're yes. at the point. Okay. So they're at the point that they can read now. They can read. Oh, yeah. They they know stepmom has its blog. They know what stepmom does. What is their reaction? And I'm asking probably not for everybody else, but for me too, because mine are almost coming up on the age. Like what, what's next when they start reading your yeah. stuff? Well, you know, I have been very deliberate about what I say, what I don't say, um, how I say it. And I like to think I'm always respectful, right? Like I'm, I'm always like, there's two sides to every story. This is my truth. This is, and, and I do, this is a, this is a community about a community of women who didn't have support. This isn't a community that's bringing down someone else. That's not what this is about. That's actually why I created this. So, you know, there's a lot of stepmom bloggers out there who are just like all about bashing and like putting things down and like calling bullshit and all the things. And I'm like, you know, that's not going to help us. Like this is about us on our own journey. So I'm really trying to open up that conversation. So I think that you can see that in my work. I think that you can see that in my words. So I would never write anything online that I don't, that I wouldn't just say to someone's face or that I wouldn't have a conversation 
Um, I don't think they even really read it. I don't think they care. Um, <laughs> they're teenagers. I don't care. I think they think it's sweet. We work with brands and they know that I work from home and then I can come pick them up if they need a ride. I think that like, you know, I think they know it it's has out advantage. of love and respect. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if at any point anyone ever, I had ever said anything that bothered someone, it would be down in five seconds. Like okay. my priority is always my family. Um, and so that's really important. And the other thing for me is I don't talk about something unless I've gone through it, unless I'm like mm -hmm. fully through it. And I got that from Brene Brown. She's like, you know, when you're sharing online, like there's things that fire me up. Right. And I'm not going to go write a blog post about it. Right. I'm going to like, I'll probably talk about that six months later or a year right. later. Right? right. Um, when I can look at it from a level head, because I don't think I can't help anyone from the trenches. Yeah, it's like while you're on fire, you know, you, you're trying to put water on others and it just does not work. Mm -mm. I have like six topics that I'm putting pins in right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm yeah, like the notes this. in your phone, like when you're uh -huh. in the grocery store and you're all pissed off because you just got an email from a lawyer and you're like, you know, yeah, just like yeah. ripping on it. Um, and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'll probably have to edit that later. But that felt really cathartic to get out right now. And um, I'm going to work through that in my journal tomorrow morning, but I'm not going to tell the people. So you started off, you were the single girl in the city doing your thing, enjoying yeah. this beautiful, independent life. And then all of a sudden you meet this amazing human being who has three amazing human beings that he's created. And so what was the biggest part of that transition for you? Yikes. Mm. Um, the kids moving to the city, like moving from the city to like, I have a wheat field for a backyard. I live in the house. Oh, that you, you left the city and yeah. Oh, yeah, like there's home. a wheat you field right behind me. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like 40 minutes. It's not a long way. Um, but it was different. A long right? way, Jamie. That's far. Yeah. To me, that's far. So I, I moved into the house that they lived in, um, to the town they Ooh. lived in. Um Ooh. like I just kind of changed everything and came here. And yeah, it, I think it was all just a lot. I look back yeah. and I'm I'm so glad I didn't overthink everything. Because if I did overthink it, I probably wouldn't have done it, right? Like if I, if I thought too much about it, like, so sometimes mm -hmm. I, I get messages from stepmoms who are like, well, I'm worried about this and I'm worried about this or this could happen. And like, I need to prepare. And part of me is like, good for you for like being prepared. The other part yeah. of me is like, girl, just like, stop, stop, stop. overthinking Jamie, everything. Let me ask you this. This is very important though. You said I had to stop overthinking, but there are some people that ruminate to the ends of the earth, like bite their fingernails off and pull their wigs off. And it's so easy to say, stop overthinking, but literally how the hell do you stop overthinking? Um, I don't know. You just do. You have to like talk yourself <laughs> out of it. Like self-talk is huge, right? Like if you find yourself dwelling on something, be like, like, what would you say to your best friends in this moment? Talk to yourself mm, that mm, way, right? Mm. Like there's nothing you can do about this. I think as stepmoms, sometimes we're like dating a man with kids and then we're like, whoa, what happens when we have a baby and they have a recital at the same time as a hockey game? I'm like, you don't even have girl. your baby yet. And you're not even married. You're not even pregnant. Like, let's not. And what if like, your kid create... doesn't play hockey? I'm like, girl, you are worried about the wrong thing. <laughs> let's not create problems before they, they come, right? Like you can be prepared. And I think it's really great. And I'm all about helping stepmoms be prepared, but there's um, just kind of like flow. It, it, the ignorance is bliss. is kind of nice in the stepmom space like yeah. at the beginning because if you overthink it too much you're probably just gonna drive you're gonna yourself give crazy yourself and then you're gonna drive your partner crazy 
Absolutely. It's going to be a whole anxiety ridden situation. What is something that you would like for stepmothers to acknowledge and recognize about biological mothers? Not high conflict biological mothers, but a woman who is just trying to figure it out. What would you like for us to consider? I think that we are all just on our own. Okay. I'm going to back up. I used to get like cringe when everyone's like, we're all on our own journey. Like it's such a corny thing to say, but it is really true. Everyone is on their own journey, figuring their own shit out. Right. And we all are looking at the world through a different lens and seeing the same situation from a different lens. So it is hard. A lot of the things like that we go through and that, you know, as a mom too, I can't imagine what would it be like having another woman you know, have this maternal bond with my child. I know from a, from like a level head that it's like in their best interest, that there's no competition, that there is, you know, there's, there's nothing to be worried about. This is for her best interest for everyone to be on the same page. I think from like a level head, I, I would know that, but I also know I would have that emotional reaction I would need to override to be that bigger person and to look at the big picture and to take my ego out of it. And I think as stepmoms, sometimes we forget how freaking hard that can be Mm. and to give Mm. the ex some grace, not like it, it, just give them a little bit of grace and know that I know for me as a stepmom at the very beginning, there's some times I've reacted in ways that wasn't my shiniest moment, right? That is not representative of who I am as a person. The emotions we experience in these situations are freaking hard. So just giving a little bit of grace, you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to respect it, but just remember, we're all just kind of like trying to navigate something that wasn't in our plan and forgiveness goes a long way. And just Mm. sometimes it's not about forgiveness. It's about accepting where someone's at and maybe just what they're capable of, right? What they're not capable of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then let's switch gears and talk about the high conflict aspect. That's kind of a lot of, you know, what Mm -hmm. I handle in my realm. Just when Mm -hmm. you know that being a co-mother or being cohesive or co-parenting where the co is out the door and you have relented to having to parallel, you have a counter parent, you know, a situation like that. I think what I see a lot of stepmoms doing is we're very quick, me included, to demonize another person because like you said she give her some grace she could just be having a bad damn day she doesn't this doesn't mean she's a bad person when is kind of that fine line where we need to decide okay so this person is going to make my life experience less pleasurable um because they are unhealed or I don't like to say they're a bad person but Mm -hmm. they are a high conflict personality as opposed to I need to give this girl some grace. At what point do we decide that this is not going to work as far as co-parenting or co-mothering? Does your partner share kids with a loony? Are your stepkids driving you up a wall? Is your partner failing miserably at setting boundaries? Well, VIP Stepmom is where you need to be. 
We're an exclusive private community just for stepmoms, and we'd love for you to join our tribe. Each month, our members enjoy private conversations, podcasts, expert workshops, a subscription to Stepmom Magazine, and monthly live Zoom meetings. If you're ready to join a diverse community that is committed to making sure you live your best life, visit VIP Stepmom today. We'll save a seat for you. VIP, VIP, stepmoms, that's you and me. Well, I think you just have to be like, is this working? Right? Is this working? Is this working? Are we, yeah. is this causing more stress than not? Like, I think a lot of times people try so hard to co-parent when you can parallel parent and do a great job. And I do want to back up and be like, you know, I say give some grace and be empathetic. That doesn't mean you have to be walked all over. It doesn't mean you have to tolerate disrespect. Like it doesn't mean you have to agree with things. You can be completely disengaged, but still have some empathy for that person, right? I have huge empathy for the person who has anger problems. Huge, yeah. huge empathy for that because there is something in them that is triggered, some old wounding that is triggered in them. Even if they had anger problems at me on a continuous basis, I would be like, wow, you know what? First of all, I need to set boundaries with that person, but I can have some empathy towards them to be like, I can't imagine going through life being that angry and mm. not having the, not having the, um, this might be the wrong word, but emotional capacity to seek out the support that I need yeah. in order to overcome that or to not be at that place in my own journey to overcome that. That doesn't mean I have to agree with it. It could be toxic as hell, but I can still have empathy towards it. I have empathy for people with addiction issues, mental health, like, you know what I mean? Like all, all of these issues that could be high conflict, that doesn't mean that you have, like grace doesn't mean having someone over to say grace, right? Like grace <laughs> I is, like that. you know? Um, yeah. But with the high conflict situation, you know, I think sometimes stepmoms are super quick to be like, oh, she's a high conflict ex. Absolutely. And pr probably, but are you a high conflict stepmom or is this a high conflict situation? Um, do you have a high conflict partner? Um, what, what's happening here, right? Like there's a lot of different dynamics. And I always say it is entirely possible to have a healthy relationship with someone who doesn't want to have a healthy relationship with you. Yes. It's like, yes. you don't need to engage, you, you know? So you got to take your ego out of it. Like I think a lot of times in high conflict situations, stepmoms are like, well, I deserve to be here. I'm going to go. Like I have this, you know, I have this role in the life or that I'm trying to like assert myself in this role and it turns into this big high conflict situation. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes you just gotta be like, you know, I'm going to like backseat on that one just because it's not working. This isn't working for anyone. And that's not me saying the stepmom doesn't have rights at all. I'm just saying like, Sometimes no, just protect your, your energy, right? right. Like, you don't have to show it. Like you don't have to pick your battles. Like, ah, uh. yeah. So speaking of high conflict let's talk about high conflict set moms let's let's talk about it um mm -hmm. just like we tend to maybe not give the high conflict and i'm using air quotes for those of you that are not watching us we don't tend to give the high conflict bio mom a lot of grace and we are so fast to categorize her as being wholly high conflict not thinking about the girl that's having a bad damn day there's a such thing as high conflict stepmoms and i'm not talking about those ones that are so overt with it like I want these kids to call me mom and you're not allowed and I hate your mother you know they're telling their stepkids mm -hmm. this. there are some super covert ones out here that kind of will slide and slither 
their way into being a high conflict person. How do you, how do you know if you are a high conflict stepmom? Let's just say a woman is totally oblivious and thinks I'm doing a great job, Jamie. How do you know if girl, you might be a high conflict stepmom? Yeah, that's kind of a hard question, right? I I think you gotta like really check yourself. Like think about your situation. Think about, you know, when things escalate, am I doing anything to contribute to this situation? Like, am I helping or making matters worse? Mm. Right? So how is your reaction? Forget about whether, if you think your reaction is warranted, forget about whether you like take your ego out, forget about whether or not you should be able to say this or this, or you should have a say, like, forget it all. Yeah. Is my reaction and involvement helping or making matters worse? Mm. And if it is adding fuel to the fire, then you might want to just kind of like, just take some time and reevaluate like your involvement in it. And I think where we get really, really screwed up is that we think about how we think it should be versus what it actually is. We think about how we think it should be. What does that mean? Like we're, we're saying, well, it should be like this. I should have a role like this. This is how I as a stepmom should be perceived. Well, that might not be it, right? So you can think all <laughs> you want about how it should be I and how your family abs, should but, function. Right. But what's your reality right now, right? Like, like focus on the here and the now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's switch gears a little bit. I, I know you've been quite transparent about speaking about your experiences with secondary infertility mm-hmm. and uh you know what it's the toll that it's taking on taking on you emotionally mm-hmm. how your amazing husband is helping usher your family through this so let's speak to that a little bit hey, first of all explain to those people that don't know can you explain to them what is secondary infertility and then also let's tell us a little bit about your experience Yeah. So secondary infertility is when you have no problem getting pregnant the first time, but then when you go to get pregnant again, you can't, right. For some reason it's, it's not happening. So that is what happened with us. And so we had our daughter, she's going to be eight next week, which is like, what? I feel like I just became a stepmom and now it's like 10 years. I have an eight year old. I'm like, I'm getting so old. Um, (laughs) You are not. (laughs) She is. You're not. Yeah. So Yeah. So we had Reese and at that time the kids were all in like travel hockey and life was busy and my husband works late. And, um, I'm, I was always just like a fairly active, just like with all the kids stuff, just because I had to do that. Right. Like people will say, well, what's not your husband's job? I'm like, well, like we're a family and he was working and we have kids. That's your Um, job to be his ally. Like, yeah. Yeah. How we do it. So, um, we delayed having trying for number two and we waited a couple years because I just didn't feel like I had the bandwidth to do it. And then yeah. when we went to try again, we weren't getting pregnant and then we weren't getting pregnant. I'm like, what the, um, like what's happening? Cause we literally got pregnant right away when we first got together. So I didn't think it was going to be an issue. So yeah, we did it all. We did the fertility drugs. We did, um, IUI three, five rounds of IUI. Um, one of them we had to cancel because we had, we're at risk for like multiples, um, which can you imagine? Right. So they wouldn't you say at risk, like it's a bad thing. No, no, they don't do it. So here, if I could, I think I was at risk for triplets or more or something. 
Um, Wait, oh, you yeah. mean like twins? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. It was something else. And so here in Canada, because um, in our healthcare, like it's free, right? So like healthcare is covered. But so when we go to have a baby, um, we go like everything's just covered. I don't pay to get my, have a baby or go to the hospital or like that kind of stuff. Right. So it's all covered there. So it's very expensive. It's very risky. Multiples are very risky. Um, and it can be a huge risk to the mom and like all the things. So they don't move forward with the, um, fertilization, I guess, if you have too many eggs, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so anyway, one of them was canceled. Honestly, I, I wouldn't have made it through multiples. <laughs> we like, it just was not going to be, that was we a would good see like three little ones running around behind you. I'd be like, girl, yeah. you are, you would have been crazy. Probably. You just, you'd have yeah, lost my stepson was like, we could totally have had a reality show. Um, so we did that and I was going to do, um, we were going to do in vitro IVF. And we were a week away from starting. We had the whole thing. Um, we were all set. And then everything in my body was like, I don't think I'm going to do it. And really? Yes. Yeah, so at this point, so my husband's 13 years older than me. Okay. So at this point, Darren, okay, so this is like, this is before COVID. So this is like three years ago, right? So Darren's turning 50. Um, mm-hmm. Soon. So, you know, he's, he's late forties and we'd been doing it for a few years. And I realized like, this was what I wanted for myself a few years earlier. Mm. And I was holding on to that dream and that wasn't what I wanted then. Does that make, does that make sense? Like it makes a thousand percent sense. I could see why you're, uh, I see a lot of people doing it though. You're holding on to this dream and you're thinking it's deferred, but dreams change because time changes and circumstances change. So yeah. you had to have that hard conversation with yourself and be like, is this really what I want now? I didn't like, want to pump my body with a bunch of drugs. Like I just didn't want the whole thing. Um, yeah. there was just so much my, it was just a full body. No. And yeah. so, um, this was actually covered again by the government because uh, we're on, we're on a list so that you get, I know Canada. Oh, Canada. Damn. Um, so you're on a list and it takes a couple of years to get to the top of the list where you can get one round free um, okay. if you qualify. And so they're like, you're at the top of the list. I said, okay, I don't think I'm going to do it. So do you want me to put you on the bottom of the list just in case? I said, sure. And, you know, we could have paid for it. We would have done, figured it out. And a year later, I get the phone call and says, you're back on the top of the list. You're on the top do you want to do this again? I'm like, Oh my gosh. And you're like, I, said, I did not think I, said, I was going no, to make this decision. I'm, I'm, I'm good. And you know, there's times where I, I get sad about it, but I, I think what's really for me and step family life and just everything, I have this faith that everything will work itself out and that everything happens for a reason. And I don't know what the reason is, but I do feel like there's a lesson for everything. And, um, and people could like, that could be like, just like ridiculous optimism and just like, but I like to go through life that way because, you know, I just have this, yeah, everything's going to figure itself out and there's a reason for it. And I just kind of trust my gut on that. So it's been really hard because, you know, sometimes I would resent stepmom life because it's like, you know what, if the kids weren't so busy, if I didn't marry someone with kids, then I wouldn't have felt so overwhelmed and we would have started trying earlier. And maybe I would have 
felt okay doing the IVF. Like you can go down that. All and these maybes and ifs and woulda, shoulda, couldas, they really will take over your mind. Yeah. But then there's a lot of things I wouldn't have had um, and a lot of experiences I wouldn't have had. And, you know, my daughter wouldn't have these three older siblings like half the time. So she gets like the only child one week and then like, she's like the youngest some week. like she she has a really cool life and um so it's hard I guess that was a long answer but it's been really hard but it's also been like okay yeah this is again it goes back to like this is what it is not how I yeah. think it should be mm, this is what it is not what I think it should be you guys I'm gonna say that again because it, it has to sink in this is what it is not what I think it should be if we could just plant that in our mm-hmm. brains. This is what it is, not what I think it should be. Jamie, I think you need to make like one whole podcast where you just repeat that and that's the mantra <laughs> the entire time. So it could like do like a meditation. Like, yeah, it's a total, it's totally a meditation. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So then what's next for Jamie Scrimgeour? What is next for you? What's uh down the pipeline, up the pipeline? What you got going on? Give us yeah. all the tea. You know what? I am just kind of doing my thing right now. So we got the podcast. Um, we are you know, releasing episodes every Monday. I still have my membership. So we are, yeah, lots of great stuff going on in there. So, you know, exclusive coaching calls, you get exclusive interviews. We have some stuff with you in there, private forum, all the things, um, just really a space. And I, you know, you have a very similar space where stepmoms can go and connect. It's a safe space mm-hmm. off social media. You can get support. You can connect with other stepmoms, get those conversations and access to those conversations that Yes. not everyone feels comfortable having online. Like I know even me, there's things I don't really feel comfortable saying online. So, you know, my husband and I will go on and do podcast episodes that we wouldn't necessarily share with the internet. Right. And so how do stuff. people find, how do they find your space? Cause guys, her podcast is super amazing. Every new episodes, every Monday, that's the kick-ass stepmom podcast. But then I want them specifically to come and find how to support your business every yeah. single endeavor that you have going on. So then Thank how do you. they find, tell them how to find everything. Jamiescrimgeour.com. Okay. Jamiescrimgeour.com. Come find me on Instagram. Um, but yeah, everything's over on jamiescrimgeour.com. You get my membership, ebook, coaching, podcast episodes. My podcast episode with you is still our number one downloaded. We talked, remember when I first started Shut and we just like up. riffed on, it was like episode Shut six. Up, Jamie. Like conflict X, Seriously? we just ripped on it. It was good. <laughs> That was so much fun. Yeah, we went there, y'all. Oh my God, we went there yeah. that day. I'm going to put all of Jamie's links down below and I'm even going to put the podcast that she and I did together down there so y'all can go and hear all it because I think I was on one that day. I'd had my coffee and I was just, I let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yep, this is a I question. I want to know your specific answer because I, you know, this is a question that kind of trips people up because nobody really wants to give an answer. Mm-hmm. For Jamie, Jamie Scrimgeour, when do you think a stepmother should say, F this, I'm out of this relationship. This ain't, this is not it. When should you leave, Jamie? Oh, come on. Um, I need an answer because people are not giving me answers. I need an answer. Yeah, actually, because you're coming on my podcast. This is what I want to talk to you about too. I think this is the okay. good point. Um, when should a stepmom leave? I think if you're not, I think if you're, your partner's not, on your team and you don't feel valued. However, I think that you need to get really clear about what's going on and dive into your own stuff as well. Cause sometimes we think about, think that we're being disrespected when we just have different values and different ways of communicating things. 
So I think there, there is that, but if like, if this is not what you want for your life, I think is the big answer. Like if you don't want to be a stepmom, if you don't want to be in a blended family, if you don't want to work on your relationship with your stepkids, like if you don't want any of this, then don't do it for your life, oh, right? Like that sounds pretty bad. Like if you would stay and you know, like you're checking all the boxes of the shit that mm-hmm. you don't want. It's like, girl. Yeah. Like, but again, how many stepmoms stay? Because but they're like, I hate my stepkids. My stepkids don't respect me. The ex-wife is doing this. I can't stand this. My husband doesn't, you know, back me up. Um, but I love them. It's like, do you? Do like, you love yourself re- though? Like, do, you, do you love do- yourself? Do you? Do you? do you love the idea of what you think it should be or do you love this life right because I think that everyone does deserve to be happy and I this isn't for everyone and I do think there are a lot of really high conflict situations where it's like yeah um I would be out you might be better off so then you mentioned that Reese has um your your eight-year-old daughter she has her siblings one week and then the other week they're gone did Mm -hmm. you see like, when, especially when she was younger, you know, because I could imagine just being so sad for my baby because they're looking out the door like, where's my siblings oh, going? Yeah. And then how do you deal with that? What are you supposed to tell a younger child? And then now at her age, I'm sure she's used to it now, but what are you supposed to tell you? You're ours, baby. The truth. The truth. They're going to their moms. They're going to, going their, mom. to their moms. We share them I with wanna, their mom. So, I, you know, like, was there like a level of, grief that she experienced and I know it's different for every kid for sure mm. yeah there were times where she would like when she was like just walking she'd walk into their rooms and like cry um sometimes that drop off like I remember dropping my stepson off once and she was just falling in the back seat um but you know sometimes kids cry when you drop their cousin off too right I'm not minimizing it but this is like life this is what her life was and it was about having these tough conversations. Like, this is what our family looks like. I've yeah. talked to stepmoms though, and I would love your thoughts on this. Who said like, oh, we don't tell them. We just say they're like at school or they're at their grandma's or we don't tell them. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell them about their dad's past. And I'm like, that he had another Girl. merit. Like they had, like, there's nothing to be ashamed of here. Like, let's just tell kids age appropriate truths. Yeah. Teach them coping skills let them be upset let them have the hard emotions and hard feelings and have this open and honest dialogue like there's like just just talk to your kid right I love the way and, you said it though I mean because I was like Jamie what are you supposed to tell them you're like tell them they're with their moms you made it sound so easy but I really realize a lot of us overcomplicate what that should be because we don't want to deal with our children's big feelings or we don't know how or we just don't want to yeah. see them hurt or disappointed and we think we have to make up stuff which is unfair oh, yeah. It's sometimes unfair. we were at dinner the one night and Reese is sitting there. She's like, guys, so your mom, and she's saying this to like my stepkids, right? She's like, so your mom was married to my dad and she had you guys and they were married, but then they decided they didn't want to be married anymore. And, um, now they are not together. And now he's with my mom and my mom lives here now. And I just <laughs> like, they're like, yeah, Reese, like, Totally. That's what happened, like, Reese. Yeah. Thanks. And she's thanks like, oh, it. okay. I discovered that. Thanks, guys. That's a, like, yeah. She's like, and they probably kissed. <laughs> she's just, <laughs> she's so funny. Yeah. She's so, so funny. Oh, my God. The hours babies I've seen in a lot of families, they they can be that glue that kind of bonds yeah. stepmom 
to the to the pre-existing family or ready-made family as us folks in the country say um did that's a lot of responsibility to have on that new baby though but did you see that Reese created that dynamic for you guys like okay we feel like more of a one unit now you didn't feel like an outsider with him and his kids air quote guys um so did, did that happen with you you all yeah she's she's definitely the thing that we all have in common and um you know, I don't know if I, I felt like an outsider sometimes, but I think a lot of times stepmoms feel like outsiders because of our expectations. And, mm. and like, here's the thing. Like if, if you're new to, if you go, so say you're like going to a new school as a kid, right. And you show up in grade six, right. And everyone's been going to school since grade kindergarten. Yeah. You're going to feel like an outsider. Absolutely. Like you're coming in, you're new. So the expectation that you're all of a sudden just going to feel like part of the family is like an unrealistic expectation. Super so stepmoms go in, they go and they're like, well, I feel like an outsider. So then they like take a step back and then they make themselves even more of an outsider. And then they like hang out and feeling like an outsider. And then they like ruminate in it. Right. Instead of being like, yeah, I should feel like an outsider. I'm new mm-hmm. and try to be involved while also like respecting that they have a past too. Right. So just again, like just being like super real about like, yeah, I do feel like an outsider because I'm new. So I have a choice. I can try to be involved. I can ask questions. I can share some new things that I do with them. Take my cues from the kids. Do, do whatever feels right or not. But like, it's a choice. I integrate myself or I can stand in the back in the corner with my lip. And be pissed out. off like, and wait for everyone else. Like, you know, it really is like we get caught up in our head and then we look for things that prove our story, right? They're like, you know, I'm not a good stepmom. They don't want me here. Um, you know, I'm an outsider. And then when something happens, they're like, oh yeah, see? It's like, no, that was just a kid being a kid. Right, right. You know, like we're looking oh. for proof to these stories that we've told ourselves that like aren't true. Mm, that's so big facts. Oh my goodness. Jamie, I really feel like I can talk to you all day. As a matter of fact, me and you are about to talk again on your yes, podcast. We are talking all day. Right after this, <laughs> we are literally talking all day. I think I'm going to um, make sure I, I schedule this episode to come out like whenever yours comes out yeah, so people can it. just go back and listen to both of them. So everybody, Jamie and I are going to go take a break, get a glass of water. I'm about to jump on over to her podcast. And so thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of I Know I'm Crazy with Naja Hall. Everywhere your favorite podcasts are streamed, available every other Tuesday. I will see y'all. I will hear y'all. Thank you so much for being here with the girl. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. I know I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. Now's your heart.